Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 345. It's October 7th, 2022, and uh, we're joined today by the president of Think Iowa City, Josh Schaumberger. Josh, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. I, and I guess just, just like generally from a high level, explain to me what Think Iowa City is. Um, I know you're you're involved with the World Cup and and um wrestling uwwusa wrestling events but like in a broader sense what do you guys do uh we're the official destination marketing organization for our community so just about every city in this nation has a chamber of commerce or a convention of visitors bureau or sports commission and so uh, i head up the convention of visitors bureau and sports commission uh economic development agencies here in this community so uh, a lot of different things from conferences and meetings to festivals and events uh, but obviously, we spend a lot of time in sports, and we love our wrestling here. So, quite a bit of time in wrestling. Cool. How uh, between uh, concerts and sports and and conventions and, I mean, are you most more than weekends than not, or weeks out of the year? You guys get your hands inside come some kind of an event. Yeah, I would say you know I would at least eighty percent of the the weeks or weekends we've got we're involved in something. Um, we just finished uh, last week the uh, the girls state volleyball tournament for the state of Iowa, and that was a, quite a quite an undertaking. And uh, you know we've done state baseball and uh, you know a lot of different festivals and arts events, so a lot of activity, which is good stuff. Out of all those wrestling aside, because I, I know you do like wrestling, uh, all the other things that you guys do, which of them interests you the most? That's a good question. Uh, probably our hockey team. I, I wasn't really a big, didn't follow hockey very closely, but uh, a couple of years ago we booked uh, and we secured a tenant here. That's the double A team for the Minnesota wild. And so I've gotten to really get into hockey and uh, through that it it's interesting because I think the hockey fan is probably the closest thing to a wrestling fan in terms of 
uh, there are moments to where it's almost animalistic in the stands <laughs> and that's awesome. So I've, I've really, I'm not, not an expert in any stretch, but I really love hockey. And, uh, we have a team here called the Iowa Heartlanders, which feed up to the Minnesota wild. Okay. Uh, I like the heartland in, I'm, I'm very familiar with the Iowa city Coralville <laughs> area. Um, how about this? What, uh, you know, if, uh, you, you, you're interested in hockey or you like it, um, and it's it is closer to wrestling with the way you described it. What's the furthest, most different, unique? You know, what, what's on the other end of the spectrum that you guys kind of events you guys put on? Ah, oh, boy. Um, well, uh, we put on you know film festivals, uh, a lot of arts th- arts activity. Uh, um, Summer of the arts, uh, the jazz fest, the arts fest. Um, uh, a lot of those those activities we've helped with parades and um, blues and barbecue, uh, helping our city with blues acts and things like that. So, as it relates to sports, you know we've hosted the uh, the state tennis tournament, state golf tournament. So, uh, those are definitely different uh, environments from a spectator standpoint than than hockey or wrestling. Sure, um, and I guess we'll we'll kind of turn to wrestling now, like. You guys worked with USA Wrestling at, you know, you've worked with USA Wrestling, had wrestling events there. I know the, the girls' state tournament was there. I'm, I'm sure there's been probably other wrestling things. Um, tell me about the, the the World Cup and maybe what makes that a little bit different with international countries and, and everything else. Yeah, well, you know, you know very well we hosted the 2012 and 2016 Olympic trials, and that was oh, yeah. some, some big events. And then right after 2016 Olympic trials, you know, I was asked to consider whether or not we'd be up for hosting the 2018 World Cup. And I didn't know a lot about it at that point, but I, I had heard about it. And I remember, you know, Metcalf at the time going, I think, 5-0 and and when it was in Los Angeles or something like that. And I would always follow that stuff. But uh, so we explored it with uh, myself and the University of Iowa, and we took a chance on it and hosted the 2018 World Cup. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't have been more excited and impressed with how that event came together um you know um all these different nations coming in and and in many cases a lot of these wrestlers from other parts of the world you know if we just had 500 or a thousand people in there they would have wrestled in more in front of more people than they ever have in their life yeah i was just in serbia with some people on your teams and you know there might have been at its peak 400 people in the building 500 people uh so it's a different atmosphere and it was really cool to to walk away from that and to see like some of the folks from Japan, some of the athletes there. I remember them telling me that, you know, in our country, it's not, it's not looked upon favorably to show them big emotion after matches, but we just couldn't help it inside Carver Hawkeye arena. And that was really rewarding to see those guys go nuts when they beat Cuba and then go up and get some ice cream and walk around. So it was, it's fun. And uh, I was up for doing it again, but I asked, them to make some changes and consider a new product and fortunately they did and, and that's where we're headed so tell me about these changes um that you you were asking for and, and got or getting yeah so in 18 you know i just you know we had some problems with russia and iran you know they knew for a year that they had committed to the world cup and they were qualified but at the end of the day both of them played games uh and you know they want to present it particularly russia wants to present it as though they couldn't get appointments at the embassy they didn't even start asking for appointments as much as we kept asking them to. They didn't even request their appointments until like six, seven weeks before the event. So, of course, it was going to be very challenging to get 
uh, uh, the, the, the interview slots. And so, you know, they blamed it on us and uh, that was ridiculous. And so, you know, I just talked to UWW and I took Luke Eustace, who works for me. He wrestled at Iowa and, and he's been with me for a while now. And we went over for uh, another event, UCI, a uh, cycling event in, in Switzerland. And we made a point to have a pit stop with UWW and just said, hey, we want to do it again. But this is the deal. You, you got to really put some teeth into the penalties if countries don't show up that qualify. It can't just be a laissez-faire sort of 5,000 euro fine or Swiss francs fine as whether or not they even pay it. And so, uh, and then I also said, you know, we really want you to consider improving the product even more and putting the women on the same stage as men. Uh, let's do it all together, you know, five, 12 nations, really blow it up and, and create a new product that is good for the fans and something you can sell that much more in the future. And, you know, John, Danielle and Gordon there were really impressed by the sort of presentation and idea. And, and then COVID hit and then uh, we kind of got you know, tabled for a little bit while we worked through COVID. And then in Oslo, before Oslo World Championships, uh, we sent an updated proposal with all this, the details with Rich to Oslo and uh, President Lalovich and UWW agreed. And so we're on our way now uh, with uh, the upcoming World Cup. Man, that's that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, 2018 was, was awesome. This will be this will be at the Extreme Arena in Coralville. Is that right? Yeah, it'll be at the new arena that we've had a couple of these other USAW events. Yep. Uh, what, what's the capacity there, and do you guys expect do you expect to reach it? Yeah, we full sellout is for this event. It's probably going to be somewhere around fifty two hundred, and I certainly expect to get there. Um, it's a little more challenging because the one curveball that UWW threw at us uh, that I didn't quite expect when we decided to go forward with the new product is they moved the World Cup dates from April to December, and April is perfect you know right after ncaa's we're really kicking off freestyle greco season all that now we're in the second week of high school wrestling season and we got iowa wrestling season and so there's some other things that take up people's times particularly wrestling fans time so uh we're doing the best and and i think we'll get there but it's been a it's been a, a little bit of a slower go than it certainly was in when we had it in april yeah What's the, what's the I guess process like for you working with these international countries and um, probably their national governing bodies I would assume. Yeah, uh, it's it's been challenging for sure. Uh, I went over to Serbia and as soon as everybody you know Kozak would run the numbers for me like on the hour and <laughs> I'd say hey here's who's going to qualify and then I'd immediately run down and make sure I talked to those nations before they left, um, which was great. Uh, so I went over there and met with all their national federations and presidents just the moment they qualified and gave them all the information. Here's how you do your visa process, everything. That all went really, really well. And then it's a matter of like follow-up, right? We have to count on them to actually work on the same timeline as we work on. And a lot of times, just culturally, people work at different schedules and times. And so it's been interesting. I've had more overnight conversations and 2 a.m. conversations than I've ever had on WhatsApp because yeah. that's when they want to talk. But whatever we got to do to get it done, the guy from Kyrgyzstan has been blowing me up. He's like the emoji king if you ever want to go emoji <laughs> for emoji with a guy from Kyrgyzstan. Um, they're, Those they're are universal. The all -world. They're going to coach the all-world team. So they have a, a couple extra things that they need. Moldova is going to coach the all-world women's team. So – 
but it's all good. It's all on the right track. Iran is on the right track. The number one question besides who's on the Team USA roster is, is Iran really coming? As of this moment in time, (laughs) November 7th, they are on track to come. So um, we're working very hard on them in Dubai, their their embassy and all that stuff. Yeah, and you kind of laugh, right? Like they are in right now, I'm telling you, with the thought that, that something could happen, right? And things have happened in the past. I don't know. What is What kind of things are do you guys take care of to help that process and make sure that this does happen? Is it just constant communication or – it's constant communication. When I was over there, I actually sat down and met personally with President DeBeer, which was a little interesting, um, and their team leader, Saeed. Um, I, I kind of was a little intimidated by that meeting just because they wanted to meet at a certain time and place, and they had about 50 people there, and most of them in suits, and what? here's just me, me walking in, and they had a live television camera crew over in the background filming the whole meeting and then coming up and zooming in on my credential. And it was really awkward. Um, but I walked up and I, I knew who he was and I just kind of hit him on the shoulder and said, uh, Hey, I just want you to know that Terry brand says hello. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) he kind of laughed at me and first he was taken aback that I hit him in the shoulder. And then, uh, he said Terry Brands, and it totally broke the ice, uh, which was good. And I said, "Yeah, if you come, we're gonna have an exhibition hat match between you and Terry, a rematch in his living room." Yeah. So uh, he uh, he liked that, but it's it's a constant communication, and it's also working with all these eighteen embassies around the world. And I've had to get our United States senators involved, like I did in eighteen. So. Senator Ernst and Senator Grassley from Iowa and their staffs have been really, really helpful in helping the USOPC and everybody kind of expedite appointments to make sure that they get their interviews and ultimately get their visas to get in the country. And what are, maybe that's what it is. What are, what are the biggest challenges to getting all these teams over here? The biggest challenge is getting appointments at the embassies. They are all very, very short-staffed around the world. And obviously, uh, some nations, uh, because of politics and what's happening in the world, they are extra particular and very uh, scrutinize those, all of those interviews and who's on the list and those sorts of things, understandably. Um, you know, So just getting the appointments. And then once they get the appointments, things are, are really good. But they got to get the interview slots. And so we're pressuring the embassies to make sure that they open up the slots. As my friend Almaz from Kyrgyzstan was asking me this morning uh, for his interview slot. So it's something I never thought I'd do in my life, quite honestly, but it's been interesting. But I'm just doing what I can to put on a wrestling tournament and have the best that are able to come are here and um, hopefully get beaten up pretty good by team USA, but that's up for Terry and Bill. Sure. How do you, how do you make, um, an, uh, emoji that says what he was trying to communicate to you this morning? Where's my, well, I I wish I could text you these or show you these, but (laughs) this guy, Amaz, he speaks pretty good English and most of them speak. Okay. English, or I can figure it out, but he is like the king of, uh, I don't know if that'll come through. He's the king of, Hello, brother. Everything is hello, my brother. Hello, brother. And a fist. 
And so I always try and try to make him feel comfortable. And he loves to send me photos of me and him uh, in in Serbia and then in Rome when we were at the workshop. Uh, that's too funny. And everything says, hello, my brother, with fists and 10 other emojis. So I try and make him comfortable by responding, hello, back, my brother. And I always do a double fist. <laughs> so. Oh, that's great. It's just different cultures and it's cool. You know, I'm excited to have him here just like everybody else. Yeah. So he's he's one of how many that your countries you that you're dealing with? Eighteen with the, uh, the all world team? Well, the, that what you said? the world team has probably seven to eight nations on the men's and seven to eight on the women, and then there's there's uh ten other nations oh, yeah. that are qualified. So it's, so it's a good amount of embassies around the world. I've never even heard of some of these towns that the embassies are in, but um Boshkek is the one that he's working with in in Kyrgyzstan. Okay. So that guy in Kyrgyzstan likes to send all the emo, you know, emojis and everything else. He's he's really good at keeping communication with you. Did are you finding some countries that's the opposite? 100%. Mongolia is a challenge. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. And so is China. And uh but China I feel really good about cuz they're they don't it's not a big long line to get appointments and the, the uh, China is um, run by a, a really good coach, and I met him, and we had a long conversation, and I'm not worried about them. But Mongolia, it's just tough. So hopefully they're getting things arranged, and I know Pete and Christina are staying on top of them because they have both a men's and women's team that qualified for World Cup. Uh -huh. So um, hopefully they'll get it straightened out. Iran will get their appointments, and, you know, all things said, we should be good. Uh, I think one of the more interesting ones is Ukraine. Um, you know, the entire Ukraine women's team's coming. Uh, we have several Ukraine men coming. Uh, the heavyweight on the men's world team, all world team is the Ukrainian heavyweight. And um, they're all working through uh, Poland and living and working in Poland. So we're working with the Warsaw Embassy on, on them. But uh, they're in a really good place for where they need to be, and they're going to be coming over here early to do some stuff at Colorado Springs, and then, and then heading over here to hang out for a while. And then there'll be after World Cup. There's going to be a post, a week long post women's team camp uh, that Terry's running with about six of um, six nations. Oh, awesome! Canada, Canada's going to come down. Kyrgyzstan is actually bringing their entire women's team, even though they have nothing to do for World Cup, but they're going to stick around for the women's team camp with Terry. Very cool. Very cool. Um, what excites you the most about, about an event like this, whether it's something on your end or the wrestling itself or, you know, anything in between? Uh, the most exciting thing is when those uh, athletes roll into the arena for the first time and see more than 400 people in the stands yeah. and, and they're going nuts. I remember that vividly in 18. I remember walking them in and just showing them Carver for the first time when we took them on the bus and there was nobody in there and their eyes like almost came out of their sockets. They're like, they'll be, these will be full and these seats. And, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, just to see like the Cubans and, and in that since the, the Japanese and the guys from, from um, Kazakhstan, uh, it was crazy. Right. And to get them in that environment and to feel that almost like the air gets sucked out of them. And then we got him, right? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I feel like so we're, we're luring that. them in. Like, come into my cage, have a piece of cheese, and then 
but the the rules change too since 18 yeah that all world team is no joke yeah if you look at that all world team i believe just about everybody on both teams medaled in serbia <laughs> so um that'll be amazing in and of itself i mean that 57 kilo guy from uh, beat gilman in the finals he's coming to wrestle so um they're they're all stacked on those teams and um i told terry and and bill I've, I've been sending them the updates when there's changes just to make sure they know who, who they need to prepare for and stuff and so these are the teams look pretty tough but bill said yeah just don't remember we're pretty tough too so, <laughs> but of course i know that you goofball we're so good we're so good you know if I, with our number ones i believe we have six individual world champions and you know jordan's got seven and kyle's got four and kyle's got four and jane's got two. it's like it's it's i mean were you much of a wrestling fan before coming i don't i don't know a whole lot about your background right i know you live in iowa iowa city um how long have you been there where'd you come from before that and were you a wrestling fan uh no i i grew up our military bases all over the world. Uh, and I spent most of my life in San Diego and I went to school and college in San Diego. And then I moved here in the late nineties. I went to a high school in San Diego that was major wrestling high school, even though I didn't follow it very closely with Poway high school. Oh yeah. My, yeah. So I went, I went there, but in those okay. days I just, uh, love to get out of school and go surf until dark. <laughs> so uh, that was my life back then. Um, and then I moved here in the late nineties cause my parents were done with the Navy military career. And, um, and then I started to pick up on some wrestling and then my cousins are half brothers with McDonough. Okay. So I know I've known McDonough my whole life. He's been pretty much my cousin. And, um, I followed him all the way up, and and uh, obviously his freshman year in Omaha, or when he or when he won a title, and and then I just became close with Gable and Tom and Terry and all the guys before him, and just attached to the program. So uh, I'm definitely a fan, uh, and it's also good for the community and what we do. Right? I mean, people love wrestling, and when we put on wrestling events here for the for the most part, uh, you can count on a lot of hotel rooms and a lot of visitors. So, um, you know, we, we try and do everything we can and particularly with girls wrestling and what we've done recently with getting, helping get that sanctioned and the girl state tournament and all that. So some good stuff all, all around there. Yeah. What, what, uh, you know, if you think back to the world cup in 2018, <laughs> now I'm talking like, you know, during the, action of the events what what things stand out to you um what are the biggest moments that you remember uh first and foremost would be that date bomb <laughs> i mean that that 100%. thing has been talked about and was insane and then as as i would expect and i know people you know they have their college allegiances and and everybody wants to hate on penn state as a hawk or hate on the hawk you know how i, I yeah. get it i totally get it and I love that Kyvin Gadsden was on the team. I'm a super fan of Kyvin Gadsden for who he is. And, and I'm, I'm a supporter of Metcalf and all those guys. Uh, but seeing the Iowa fan base just absolutely celebrate Taylor and Dake and obviously the King Jordan, um, yeah. it was huge. And that just made me feel really, really good that it was all red, white, and blue as it will be this time. 
And when people like Gross come in here and wrestle, or, you know, who has that yeah. Iowa story here, and that's a tough part of his career, there he is going to be celebrated, you know, by just as being USA and kick the crap out of these guys. And, and that'll be awesome for them. David Carr, you know, if he, if he happens to come over here as one of the top guys on that, he'll be celebrated. Um, that's awesome. So I think those are the big ones. And then probably I think the Cuba Japan third place match was bigger than the team USA Azerbaijan match. So um, that was pretty crazy duel between uh, Cuba and Japan for third. Yeah. Absolutely. I was thinking, I was pretty sure you were going to say a dick bomb. I wasn't sure you were going to say that, but that's what I was like, man, he just, and then it was either right in right before, right after that, the guy charged into him and he like uh, went to the edge and hit a, like a little hip thrower, shoulder hip toss. Yeah. Yeah. He had another one of those in, uh, in Serbia. It wasn't wasn't as dramatic, but he had one. He's, he's impressive, man. Um, so, I mean, you, how long have you been following USA Wrestling? Uh, probably since uh, the mid two thousands, so I would say two thousand four or five. So I'm, I'm definitely okay. I'm not a, not a historian like everybody else in this town, but <laughs> I, I love enough. it just the same. Yeah, and, no, uh, I've been up to speed since so five. <laughs> yeah, so you've seen, you know, it's obviously we haven't always been this good, right? And and oh ten, twenty ten, especially in a couple of years, maybe around that, where or some some real lulls, but man, this is like one of the one of the top teams all time. Would you say that's got to be that's got to uh, uh, get get the community excited as much as anything? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I it should be. Um, I definitely remember 80, 80 and eighty four. I'm I'm old enough to remember those and and uh, Gable's era there, and and obviously Tom in ninety six uh, and and Lincoln McElroy and. Uh, he's a friend, and a lot of these guys are now hotel owners and business owners in town, so I I run into them frequently. But what I saw in Serbia, I don't care if Russia was there or not, and I don't care what Iran said in their interview. Uh, USA is tough right now, <laughs> and they're, they're going to, you know, they would have run through some people, some Russians too at that tournament. Yeah, man, would have liked to have seen it. Clearly, you know, we, we don't want to see him take on the best. But you, I, you, you mentioned these guys, and I was thinking about that. Every time somebody says, every time someone says McElroy's name, I'm like, doesn't he like own a hotel or something in Iowa City? <laughs> and so it, it, I, I assume that's true. And then, like, are you working with the? How do you work with hotels around events? Other than like, be uh, ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a staff here that basically spends a lot of time working with hotels, particularly on conferences and meetings. So they have a network of sales directors. And so as soon as we know we're going to go after something, we'll put in blocks and protect the rooms and things like that for what we need for staff or, you know, when flow is coming in for UWW, we already got blocks that way everything's kind of covered on that front. And then, and then once everybody's taken care of, then it's open season on what they can charge and what people pay for the, the balance of rooms in town. But there's a lot of wrestlers here that own hotels. You know, you got Bruce Kinseth, uh, who was a, a monster. I think he's still the only Iowa wrestler to pin his way all the way through NCAAs. Um, he owns boatload of hotels. Uh, Greg Stiltner, who is one of Zadok's best buddies, he owns a couple hotels. Lincoln owns a couple hotels. Um, 
So yeah, that's the business they've gotten themselves into. Uh, and it's good for me too, even though I haven't been able to convince any of them yet to put a sauna in one of their new <laughs> hotels. Cause we get asked for that a lot as you, as you know, I would, I would imagine. Um, that's too funny. So I guess one thing, what does it take to get an event, whether it's a UWW or USA wrestling event, like the U.S. Open or, or, or the World Team Trials, right? You get to host some of these big events. But they, they go to other cities, right? And what, what does it take? And how far ahead of time are you saying, we want to host the whatever in whatever year? Uh, well, for the most part, it just takes money. Uh, and that's, you know, kind of simplistic, but it's true. Um, every event, you have to you run a pro forma arn and find out, you know, what do you need from sponsorship or ticket sales to, to at least break even? which is really all we're trying to figure out to do, excuse me, <clears throat> all we're trying to figure out to do. And then, you know, the economy will take care of itself with the people that are spending money all over town. But, you know, for Olympic trials, that's probably um, a six to $700,000 event to put on Olympic trials. Um, for World Cup, this one we're doing right now, it's it's probably – seven to eight hundred thousand dollars to put on world cup um for something like us open it could be fifty to sixty thousand dollars uh so you know we we work very closely with pete isaias who's kind of our wingman on all of these things and uh uh, just putting together the working with the local venue to get the best deal on the rent uh the best deal on concessions that we need or hospitality in the back to feed officials to feed volunteers table workers. I mean, there's a whole laundry list depending on what event it is for world cup. We need ambassadors for every country. We need food. You gotta, you gotta feed them three, three meals a day. And they gotta be to a certain menu that UWW approves from a dietitian. So there's a lot more on that front than, um, than a U.S. open or a folk style nationals or something like that. But we've always been able to try to figure it out. And we probably worked a little harder than, Maybe another city would just because Eustace and I want to see all the, the biggest matches right here in our backyard. So, yeah, and you, you get a lot. Of we, help, we, we, help, we help USAW. I mean, we and when we can, we, him and I both flew down to help Fort Worth put on the trials last time and work, work with Pete and work the mat. And because we knew how to do it the last two times. And, you know, they Penn State kind of ran into a problem there uh, with with COVID and understandable. So we're, we'll do anything we can to, to help the sport. Yeah. Have you guys, you know, of all the events, have you ever thought about, or is it even up to you? I guess maybe it's up to USA. I don't know, to bid on a Worlds or Junior Worlds or Cadet. Yeah, I mean, if I can get World Cup figured out and I can make sure that at least breaks even, which I think we're definitely on our, on our way, uh, there's really only one more box that I personally want to check, and I want I want Junior Worlds to be here. And I think we can get it, and I've talked to UWW about it, and USAW wants me to do it. Um, it's just a matter of making sure that um, we can cash flow it and that it'll, that it'll work. But I don't think we'll ever get Senior Worlds. Um, the bid fee associated with that is absurd um and it's not there's not a return you can make on the bid fee for senior worlds uh other countries like like that host these things like serbia and and france they're they're the economics are just far different the country of serbia is paying for worlds 
you know, the country of Denmark is paying for the Tour de France to start off there. It's not a local municipality. It will never work. And our system is just not designed that way. So you have to figure it out. And, but junior worlds and everything below senior worlds, we can afford from a, from a UWW bid fee to make it work. It's just a matter of scheduling it. And, but we're going to go after junior worlds. And so maybe we can get it in like 25. Uh, that's, that's kind of the current uh, that, target. That would be awesome. You would they, yeah, you have, it'd have to be, it'd have to be at Carver, which, but you know, that's where it should be. Uh, Why, we need because, all those seats. Oh, you need to sell more seats. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. we just need more capacity than 5,100 for a junior worlds. Sure. So versus a, versus a, a dual team world cup. <laughs> Think you could sell out, so. sell out Carver? Junior world freestyle. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, at the end of the day, how many juniors are going to be on the team from the Hawks, right? Because yeah, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely a Hawkeye fan base that, you know, when we, when we, uh, they find out that there's a Hawk or two on the team, well, they want to go see that Hawk, try and try and win a world or win a world cup. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and so this is explain this, this, how many days it is, the, the structure of, of this event when, and the number of teams on men's and women's freestyle. Yeah. So everything kind of kicks off on Friday at uh 7 PM. There'll be a team presentation. And uh, I've just mentioned the tour de France. It's kind of like the tour de France. They started this something new to where if you saw in Azerbaijan this past week or on Friday night, they have these huge video boards and they bring out the team all at once. And they introduce the team of each nation. So they're going to do that on Friday night. It'll be kind of like a UFC, um, uh, press conference environment vibe and we'll allow the fans to come in and drink some beers and just watch all the teams come out and the colors change from uh japan to usa to ukraine or whatever yeah friday night and then saturday and sunday is the is the dual team tournament saturday it's broken into two pools there'll be two mats uh on the floor there'll be a women's mat and a men's mat and then uh it's a round robin between two pools uh for placing and that leads you to Sunday, and then there'll be a third place women's duel, third place men's duel, first place championship women's duel, championship men's duel. So there'll be four team duels on Sunday uh, to uh, award their podium, and then uh, they'll be you know awarded with the uh, with the World Cup, which is a rather significant trophy. I just got an email a couple of days ago; it's being shipped. They sh- they make it and ship it from Italy for whatever reason, so it's it's on its way here. Um, but we'll see who gets awarded the world cup, uh, Sunday night. Hopefully it's, uh, team USA on the top of both podiums. Uh, but there's, uh, five teams in each class. So on the men's side, it'll be team USA is the one seed. Iran is the two seed. Japan is the three seed. Uh, Mongolia is the four seed and the Republic of Georgia is the fifth seed. And then on the women's side, it's Japan being the one seed, Team USA two, uh, Mongolia three. No, I'm sorry, China three, Mongolia four, and Ukraine five. And then the sixth team is the all world team, um, which is comprised of the highest ranked wrestler from nations that aren't represented in those qualifying countries. Okay. So um, quite a quite a team on both those fronts. Yeah. Uh, if you look, looked at, I think the worst, the worst placing finisher on the men's team was fifth place, the heavyweight. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. 
So Sunday, yeah. um, you have the third place matches and then the finals. One mat or two mats going on? Two mats. Two mats. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Sunday will be one mat. Okay, so yeah. four duels in a row. Yep, four duels in a row. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, pretty electric, and and I love the idea of doing it in extreme. You've been there. It's just a smaller, more intimate environment than than Carver, but more than that, it's got the full, you know million multi-million dollar leds and ribbons and video boards and light, the sport lighting and so the atmosphere i was just going through like carpet the whole dang carpet is green and um it'll be crazy environment uh just the, just the setup alone yeah it should be a lot of fun I ho- hopefully you know when they had it in la back uh, a few years ago and i know there's a huge iranian population in LA, but there were the Iranian fans were there and then lots of them and it was loud. Um, hopefully, hopefully some of them are in the area. Hopefully some of them make their way because they, they, they make an event a lot of fun as I'm sure, you know. Oh, there is no doubt. I, uh, one of the first questions we had is, will we allow Vuvuzelas in the arena? And I said, you bet we will. You have so you to. can Vuvuzelas and horns. And we actually are, have a have a pretty good marketing plan that's that's focused on a four and a half hour drive of all of these different ethnicities and populations and communities to let them know that their nation is coming and so there is a really good iranian population in the chicago area and so we're spending some money and dollars to make sure that that community is well aware that uh iran is coming there's also a good mongolian population over there uh there's a good ukrainian population north of des moines uh communities so we're we're spending a lot of time serving them targeted ads to let them know their nation's coming and uh, to come see them um, compete. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. When one of those years, it was fourteen, fifteen, maybe sixteen or so. That that it was in L.A. We're in a hotel. We get an Uber and we jump in, and the guy's taking us to the arena. We're like, he's he's Iranian, and uh, we get to talking, and he's like, oh, blah blah blah. Why are you guys going to the arena? Or the Coliseum, it was. I'm like, oh, the world, the wrestling, blah blah blah. The World Cup is here, and he was like, floored. He was so excited. He was like, what? That's it. I'm driving you there, and I'm parking, and I'm going in. <laughs> I'm just stop working, <laughs> and and yeah, I guess that's just a testament to how much they, how passionate they are. No, they are they are amazing. And uh, when we were in Serbia, I'm sure your guys reported the same, but. You know, when you looked at that very nice arena, incredible arena, just not nobody in it, right? And uh, I would say 80% of the fans were from Iran and just so passionate, so fired up, singing, chanting, vuvuzelas, but also so incredibly respectful. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they love Burroughs. He beats their guy. Standing ovation until Burroughs leaves the arena. Uh you know, that's just how they are. And it's just like when uh, I remember Gilman telling me when they went to Iran and Russell and they're sending me photos and Gilman's in a crowd of Iranian fans looking like Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're, like, they're that fired up to, to see the American wrestling kings. And uh, that's what it's about. Uh, and many times like when I was over there talking to Iran, I kind of felt like, the Dennis Rodman of wrestling diplomacy (laughs) talking to these folks because it's about the mat. Right. And I know that there's crazy things in the world and I, 
I'm on the other side of the fences of Iran and all those things, but, but um, these guys want to wrestle and unfortunately their, their hands are kind of tied into where their true beliefs might lie. Yep. Yeah. But uh, overall, man, super exciting event. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, I'm not going to be there this year. I got, I think I'm at another event that weekend, but we'll have, we'll have a solid team of guys. It's always fun to be around, you know, the best wrestlers on the planet. Um, and is there, you know, is there anything else you kind of wanted to touch on before we, before we let you move on? I definitely wanted to get into, to the World Cup and all that. No, no, no. I just appreciate your time, and and it's really important, you know, that wrestling fans take advantage of this because there's not many cities. I'm I'm obviously one of them, but there's not many cities that have the capability of actually putting on an event to bring these international wrestling fans here. There's really not, and so if if the wrestling fans don't attend and support it and and want to be a part of it then it just won't happen because usa wrestling can't afford it when it's happened in the past they've obviously been very fortunate that there's a couple very 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 wealthy people that uh, have written some checks to make these things possible and that's just not always a guarantee so um you know just because the the events here doesn't mean you're supporting the hawks (laughs) you're not supporting the hawks you're supporting team usa and uh, that's what it's about. And, and we're trying to create an environment, particularly the women who have never had this event in the United States ever. So to allow them to come in here and try and knock off Japan in, in our nation is going to be pretty badass. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on today. Um, and I appreciate all you do, obviously, for what, the way you just described it, you know, like putting the bill to put these events on and making it work for you guys. So um, keep doing what you're doing. I'm really excited and looking forward to the World Cup here in, in just a few weeks. All right. Well, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see not you there, but the rest of the guys there. Yeah, you bet. I'll be watching. Thanks, Josh. All right. Thanks, bud. See All right, ya. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Josh Schomberger from uh, Think Iowa City. Give him a little background on the uh, going-ons behind the scene with the World Cup. It should be an exciting event. I'm looking forward to it. That's, um, that's going to do it for today's show. I'm Mark Pate. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks.